Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't know what to think of this statement from an NFL spokesperson named Joe Lockhart. What's up, Joe? Um, he I know said, that name. Hmm. He, <laughs> this is just, the language is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Of how people in statements write stuff. Or how they speak in a setting where people are writing down what they're saying. Right. So, Will Brinson said, things could get a little murky with the Ezekiel Elliott suspension as the season right. moves along. According to Lockhart, he does not believe it is likely that Elliott will play the rest of the season. It is possible, Lockhart said, but I don't know that I would go as far as to say likely. So... Will Brinson speculation, he said it could be one of two things. The NFL throwing a public barb out there to try to take a shot at Elliott's legal team, or it could be the NFL trying to push the narrative that is attempting to speed up the legal process right. in the Elliott battle. But the reason why I'm not gonna panic over this if I'm a Cowboy fan or a, or or Pete Bellotti who's got Ezekiel you know, his fantasy team, is that these NFL guys have no idea who's gonna say what about this. Ever, I mean, it's the, you hear that they're confident that the injunction's not going to be had or the temporary restraining order. They're confident in this. They're not confident. I mean, nobody knows what these judges or appeal hearings are going to bring. I mean, we can guess, but this guy's not going to say anything else about it other than he's optimistic about his side winning. So I, I, I don't. I think it's going to go the way of Brady, but I've been wrong about this thing from the beginning um, because I thought that this six-game suspension wasn't going to be vacated at all. I thought that they had figured out a way to make sure that he was going to serve it and serve it right Right. away. And that's what they're saying now is they try to uh, expedite the ruling and and get a stay on this injunction that the the, the temporary restraining order, and they're going to move swiftly or attempt to move swiftly within the courts, and they – are saying that Ezekiel Elliott, like every other NFL player, is beholden to the CBA in which every member of the league is playing under. And so that takes precedent over uh, over the court ruling, and, and that's the hearing they want to have right now not to drag this thing out. So that's why you have the language saying, or the comments stating that he will be able to play currently, but I'm not so sure down the line he will be, and down the line meaning the rest of the season. Yeah, and and I, for anybody on either side to predict anything in this is just is yeah. Just, I, don't know. I mean, I predicted last week that uh, Amos, uh, Judge Amos, the Honorable Amos well, Menzant, would would grant the the uh, TRO, and that, I was correct. That that's right. I, I, I'm I just talking that. about the two sides directly involved. Of course, we're yeah. going to take a stab out of here yeah. or there. I'm just saying those two mm-hmm. sides. No, I uh, knew it wasn't no stab. I knew you knew, knew about man. Amos Cowboy fan. Come on, America's team. Is he really? Yeah, Do we know that for a Amos. fact now? Come on, name like Amos, you got to be a Cowboys fan. I in guess Texas it kind of sounds like it, yeah. right? Then the Monzant, that was a little tricky, but the Amos, Cowboys, written all over it. Okay. Yeah. So Mike Tomlin is upset at the officials. Mm. 
So uh, there was a hit on Ricardo Lewis of the Browns by William Gay? corner William yeah. Gay. And he said that when the, the flag was thrown, he didn't have a problem with it being a penalty. But what he had a problem with was that he believed that the officials used replay up on the big board to determine whether this was a penalty or not. Now, as we know, penalties are not reviewable. You cannot right. go back and look at this. So he believed that an official made a call after he looked up at the big board to to see how it really went down. So he was asked about it in his weekly press conference, and the reporter asked him, uh, do you believe that the officials used video replay on the Jumbotron to make a call regarding that hit? That's why I was a rate. Um, you know, I'm a big player safety guy, obviously, man. I'm on the competition committee. And um, so very rarely you're going to hear arguments from me regarding um, calls relative to that, provided they're done at real time. And um, I thought they called it off the Jumbotron, and I won't accept that. Hmm. He's got a point. That's a, that's breaking right. a rule. Yeah. Now, there could be some people out there that say, well, you want to get the call right regardless of the way that you do it. And if you look up at the board and it helps you get the call right, if you're an official, then you should be able to do that. However, that just opens up a huge can of worms. Yeah. Then officials are just going to wait there on non-reviewable plays to look up at the board and go, ah, you know what, I changed my mind. I'm picking up the flag. So... <laughs> You can't start. You can't pick and choose that. You got to stay within your guidebook if you're an official right. and play by the rules when calling and penalties. And as unfair as it may be for the fan that uh, or the team and, and player that feels like they've been uh, hurt by the call, you're right. You, you, unfortunately, you have to stand by that. You can't use a video board or anything else uh, to make that call. And and if it's not reviewable, it's not reviewable, and you just have to roll with the punches. So, yeah, this is a, a huge slippery slope if they start doing this. You see other officials turn and, and, and look at the Jumbotron. And you're going to get a reaction from the crowd because they're going to see it on the Jumbotron. Oh, you got it wrong. You, you will hear that, but you can't allow that to sway you one way or the other. Yeah, especially now where the officials on the field have nothing to do with replay at all. It goes back to the centralized location, and they just sit there and wait for the call. So, they, I mean, I know that 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 people will, will say, as long as you get it right, it doesn't matter. But think about if you allow that. Just think about that. It's gonna, it would be horrible. You have a bunch of officials waiting around after every play to watch a replay to see if they ended up making a call or missing a call. All right, Tom Savage was benched in his first in in week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson is going to start tonight against the Cincinnati Bengals. So Tom did not get his job back. Uh, if Deshaun Watson struggles in the first half of this game, I would not be surprised if Bill O'Brien does what he does with everybody and benches Watson and puts in Savage. Mm-hmm. But Bill O'Brien, before we get to Tom Savage's ridiculous agent, uh, Bill O'Brien has cannot do this to Deshaun Watson that he's done to everybody else. You want to mess around with Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett and Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage? Sure. None of those guys are any good, all right? This guy could be a franchise quarterback who saves the Houston Texans from their window closing on being any good in the AFC. Do not mess around with him. You have to live with his mistakes. And I know that the the clock is ticking on you, but... You don't want to screw him up 
And that's a way that you can do that, is if you if you totally blow up his confidence by taking him out the second that he misses a receiver or the second that he throws a pick or he takes a bad sack and he's got to have you breathing down his neck thinking he's going to be pulled out of the game. I think he'll handle, handle what Deshaun Watson with kids' gloves. You give him some room to operate. You give him some, some freedom to make a mistake here and there. He's a rookie quarterback. Of course, he's going to make some rookie mistakes. It was a miss. Mixed bag the other day when he was inserted into the ball game, but he didn't look like the moment was too big for him, and and that's what you want to see. We said the same thing about Jake Fromm. They're at the University of Georgia, freshman, getting a chance to start on the road in South Bend at Notre Dame. Same with Deshaun Watson in the pros. It, does the moment look too big? You know, you get that uh, that wild eye look in, in, when you're in the huddle. No, and, and no one said that coming out of the ball game. I think this was just a one-off for the Houston Texans, everything they've been dealing with, not getting that last little exhibition game in, and he, he probably would have played a ton of that ball game. So you give him some, some room for error, and you, and you roll with it. Now, if it just gets atrocious, yeah, you throw Savage back in there, but uh, if he's doing all right and maybe he has a misstep here or there, you continue uh, to support him and, and, and keep him on the field. Tom Savage's agent, Neil Schwartz. Was he com- would have a different opinion on this. Yeah, he is. Uh, he just went off. He talked yeah. to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk and said that it was not Tom's fault. Now, yeah. when when you're the agent of a player, you have to have the back of your client. You right. do. Now, do you need to go public with those thoughts? No. And also, the line that he crossed was instead of saying that he thought that Tom should still be the starter and he earned the right to be the starter and maybe just very gently say there wasn't enough time in that game to determine whether or not Tom was doing a good job, that's okay. But to go and say this, he went 7 for 13. 12 of the 13 balls touched the receiver's hands. The only ball that didn't was a strip sack fumble that they called incomplete. Seven were completions, five were drops. So he's going through these, mm-hmm. and he, he might have gone through every single one of these and been right about it. But you can't now call out the teammates of Tom Savage right. publicly because the agent, in in a word, you know, is a representation of you. So now when Tom Savage walks in that locker room, whether he said that to his agent or not, yeah. that's what all his teammates are going to assume that he said to his agent, that he was pointing fingers and blaming his benching on everybody else. And that's the last thing you want to do as a quarterback <laughs> is isolate yourself from your team. Yeah, uh, hey, Tom, uh, so you feel the same way as your agent over there? What's his name? Schwartz? Yeah. Yeah, you feel the same way as him? Huh? Schwartz on sports. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, all right, let's see who blocked for your ad this week. Right. Think you got hit six times last week? Okay. Maybe 11. Mm-hmm. Look out, Sheriff. <laughs> Let him buy. I know him. <laughs> so apparently Tom gave him the go-ahead to defend him because Schwartz went on to say to Florio, I wanted to defend Tom, and this was my choice. I spoke to Tom, and he was okay with it and comfortable. Oh. Someone had to defend Tom. Whoa. And I didn't feel the coaching staff defended Tom or defended his performance. Well, there you go. So he and and, and Tom are, are are intertwined. Of course, they have a working relationship, agent, client. And, and now if you're saying he endorsed me going on your show or any other show and, and sharing this information with you and defending his right, well, yeah, that makes for a little edgy uh, situation. In the, in the locker room when you have that going on. And and the offensive line, they have to know they, they were porous. But 
again, without the number one offensive lineman, Dwayne Brown, who is holding out, and having having to deal with the misplacement and, 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 and not being able to get home, not being able to have that extra uh, play or preseason game, that was an effect on this team as well. But you don't want that out there in the public, an agent of a player, and especially the quarterback going out and, and just assailing uh, the offensive line. That's not going to help. No. Yeah. Brian Cushing must have been really struggling with getting his body into shape because <laughs> for him to go back again to the PED well when he knows he's going to be randomly tested throughout the year mm-hmm. because he was a prior offender of the policy, I mean, that's someone who is like, all right, I'm not going to be able to play without this. So I'm either going to take it and take a risk and get or not to be able to play at the level I want to play at. I'm either going to take it, and if I get caught, then I'm suspended, and that stinks. But if I don't, then I could be back at the level I want to be at. But, I mean, it's it's kind of amazing to me that he would go go back to that. Well, and he may have been using it for a while now. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. And and guys are always trying to get ahead and, and stay ahead or once up ahead of the, the testers. So this could have been a substance that he's been putting in his body for a long time now, at least since the last suspension. What we say it was four or five years ago when he was suspended? I think it was and, long. It might have been seven. Seven years. And, and so this could have been somewhere something that uh, they just finally caught up with. And so, oh, we got something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so guys are always, it will never stop. They're always looking for an edge. And it could have been innocent and something where he didn't know that this was going to be uh, looked upon as – as a PED, or it could have been something that was intentional. I need some PEDs. I got to take something. I gotta get well, get you some. Got to get motivated. Get back. You can I'm not motivated to get. You're back allowed to shape. get some. Yeah, I, I guess I am. Right. I mean, what about HGH? Is that okay? Yeah, you're allowed to get that. A little you bit go of to your HGH. Doctor? I got some buddies that use it. I may have to get me some at one po- at they, some they point. They say uh, a fountain of youth. I'm not quite there. Yeah, 35. I got, don't need the fountain of youth quite yet. I got a buddy in his mid 60s. And the body's just been transformed. Yeah. He works out. He's always worked HGH out. HGH user? Uh, that. Huh. And the, the, the uh, testosterone shots. Testosterone shots. Good. Looks great. All right. Got to get into yeah. that. Shots of the, testosterone with HGH. Libido is like a 15-year-old. Really? Oh, yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that. Okay. Yeah, 15-year-old with little yeah. shots of testosterone. He's wearing me out. We, wait, you're, going, wait a second. No, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, okay. Like, go, Nobody <laughs> worry me out. That was you so said. For, so for PB, if you make that a drop, I'm going to wear you out. Who's I the better man? Yeah. <laughs> he, he is right now because he is doing all this other stuff. Oh, I mean, and I, like, dude, can I sleep? Can I rest? I'm like, come on, Kyle, let's go. Dang home. Who's the old one here? Me Sounds or you? Good. What do you think, Mike? Is this body by Biseglia approved? HGH oh. testosterone shots. We need to have a joint venture here, BJ. What? You and I? Doing what? <laughs> business. <laughs> business. Yeah. You may go join my buddy's doctor. He's the one doing the business. You got him, a 65-year-old, feeling like a 15-year-old. Well, why are we all doing this? Are there any complications? I've- one, I don't like needles. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, does he talk about his side effects or anything? 
No, it looks fine. It looks all right. great. Well, let's all do HGH. Tell you, he's got energy out of the Mike, get us Yahoo. some HGH for next week. You got it. HGH we'll on the way. We'll see how it? we how we feel. Can you drink can you rub it? You know, can you just rub it on you like that cream? Uh I don't clear? know. Find out if you get HGH cream, Mike, all right? Yeah. On the look. All right, very good. Yeah. And uh, next week we'll try it and we'll tell the listeners how we feel. How's that sound? I think the company's gonna be okay with that. It's it's legal, right? I believe so. Is it? I, I would think he's not going to Mexico to get it or anything. Yeah, I hope it's legal because we just outed your your boy who's wearing you out. You know, coming right back. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. How about your boy tried to try? <laughs> wait, wait, your, your boy who? Mikey B tried to uh, act like I hit him when he saw the boss coming in. How about that little phony bastard? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? He so killed all over like all right, I punched it was, it. it was a flop. Well, walk me through this. So the our boss, Eric Spitz, the program director, walks in the door to start mm-hmm. his day. Both you and Mike are outside in the newsroom. Yeah. So you are in the view of Eric Spitz. Yes. And then what happens? We're walking back in as he's about to go through his door to enter where he sits, Mikey B. He kills over like I hit him. Because we were in close proximity. I'm walking in this door. He's walking in So this you door. didn't even try I it. didn't even attempt to touch him. I flopped. And what was the purpose of yeah. that? I wanted our boss to see how violent and vicious Brian can be. He's seen that. Yeah, With, right. with the bat yeah. no, in his that's office. A, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt like uh, flopping, having a fake Brian hit on see, me. See what type of environment I work in here? Yeah, I don't like this one, man. Can't trust I don't you like guys. This. You can't. You can't bait Brian into something like you can't try to convince the boss Brian's abusive when I mean he does enough abusive things. I know it's you, my <laughs> will be calling me this early morning. <laughs> Just I, use those examples. I do have a natural reaction that when Brian does get close to me, I flinch a little bit and curl up. So that started, and then when I saw the boss walking over, I'm like, let's just go all in on this. Wait, you... Oh, wow. You're not so kidding he, now. This isn't like a thing for the air. No, if you, Brian you... comes over to me, I, I get a little squeamish. Why? Like he's going to... um, What's the word? I'm Hurt th- me. I'm threatening. Wow. Yeah, unlike, what? Va- <laughs> unlike Vance Joseph and Anthony Lynn, I am that threatening black man. You no, no, nothing you, to do with this race. This is the clutch the purse moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is it? It's just you. It's not about color. <laughs> oh. Well, I I, uh, I don't blame fired, you. Actually, man. I don't I don't blame you mm. because Brian is a big man. He's a strong I man, and he hates your guts. I asked him to so, go for breakfast first. <laughs> that combination is a tough one. So when when a big strong I don't hate man, anyone. You take that to Scotland or somewhere, okay? <laughs> yeah, King of Scotland or somewhere, okay? All right, you're, All right. Not, you're not his favorite. Let's put it that way. I'll, I'll take it. All right. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> but there's worse. I'm trying to be a better man. <laughs> I think you, you are. I think you are, too. Really? You think he's a better man than he was like six I, months ago? I think between Biseglia and New Heisel's guitar, he faces this uh, oppression everywhere he goes. <laughs> you know, I get personal <laughs> And he keeps showing up. And yeah. doing his job. Head down. Hasn't hit anybody with a bat in a long time. Yeah, like Rose those yeah. that right. came before me. Right. Yeah. Just push on through. <laughs> that pie in the sky. You do that on your own <laughs> time. It's on me. It's on me. I don't know who that person is. That person is dead. Better man. That person is dead. That, that, he no longer exists. Get to the damn update, okay? Well, I thanks, got Brian. from a horse a couple years ago. It felt oh, man. great. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that Brian still exists. It did feel good when that. <laughs> oh, horse. you bastard! <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> Come on, Pete. I'm trying to be better. Y'all are just trying to sabotage. No, no, no. We're just trying to show you who you were so you oh. don't regress. Oh, there you go. That's what okay. it is. I got you. All right. Yeah, all right. big dick. Whoa! Mm. Yeah. All right, before you uh, <sighs> give us all the sports there, Andrew, yeah. like you're prone to do, Productive Pros is brought to you by Werner Ladder. Today's Productive Pro is Dalvin Cook. Did I say it? He was cooking with gas. The new no. you sucks. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota Vikings running back. Mr. Cook rushed 22 times. That's 22. Two-two time. Tipping on two-twos. Rushed for 127 yards. Their money's 29-19. Big exhilarating victory for the Vikings over the New Orleans Saints. In doing so, he broke the Vikings franchise record for most rushing yards in a rookie debut. Hey, football fans, Werner is kicking off the season with Pro Appreciation Month. Werner thanks the hardworking pros who climb ladders every day. Stop by a local retailer for great deals on Werner products, including the one-step ladder preferred by pros. Werner, the official ladder of pros everywhere. Got to send that to Werner. I mean, that was one of the best we've ever done, right? <laughs> just cut out the two to two to two to two's dad. <laughs> Tipping on the two, two. Tipping on the two, ha. <laughs> I mean, Sergio Dip can't do that. No, no, no. No he, way. He, he can't. The biggest <laughs> stage out there. Out there, the biggest <laughs> He sounds like he's about to sing a song from Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, he's on Sunday. <laughs> oh, new the biggest where blacks have coaching jobs not just one of them there's two of them how did this happen America I love you I'm not even from here but they let me in the door <laughs> if only we were on TV because you were selling that okay. up out of your chair. You, you have to. Veins pumping. Did I mention it's 9 11? <laughs> and what the emotions flowing through me? Oh, man. Did I tell you I also speak Spanish much better than English? <laughs> I'm still better than Rex Ryan. Boy, was he bad. It's really sad. Is there anything he does well? <laughs> All right, bogus. What do you got, man? Well, a friend of Giannotti, Aaron Donald, ended his holdout Saturday without a new contract, then returned to Rams practice yesterday. It sounds like head coach Sean McVay is planning on Donald playing Sunday against Washington. That's going to be something that we'll monitor. We'll see how he feels as the week progresses. But he took reps uh, you know, as if he's playing, and, and we'll get a feel that's uh, going to be best for Aaron and our team. Donald left a little more room for sitting out, saying he wants to see how he feels at today's padded practice. Week two begins tonight when the Bengals host the Texans. Houston linebacker Brian Cushing first ruled down with a concussion, then given a 10-game PED suspension. He now has more of those than Brian has sacks. Cushing sat four games back in 2010. Shut up, punk. <laughs> 
College football, the Houston Cougars will wear the city's name, not their last names, on the back of their jerseys this weekend following Hurricane Harvey. The Cougars play Rice on Saturday. So the first thing to be unfurled at Fenway last night was Matt Olson's bat. Chris Davis takes his lead from first. And Fister deals. And a breaking ball drilled to right. Betts going back, turning around at the wall. He will watch it fly. And Matt Olson has homered at Fenway Park. And the A's take a 4-0 lead. Ken Korat, Jays Radio, Oakland's four-run first, leading to a 7-3 win in Boston. The Red Sox now three games ahead of the Yankees in the AL East. New York held off Tampa Bay 3-2 in the afternoon, just as Cleveland was beating Detroit 5-3 for the longest winning streak in AL history. 21 games. The Twins staying two games clear of the Angels for the second AL wildcard. Minnesota dropped San Diego 3-1 and 10 on Eddie Rosario's game-ending two-run shot. Anaheim handled Houston 9-1. The Brewers jump in the Cardinals for second in the NL Central. Two and a half games behind the Cubs after an 8-2 defeat of the Pirates. St. Louis is three back after getting shut out by the Reds 6-0. The Cubs blew out the Mets 17-5. First, the California State Athletic Commission changed the result to a no contest. Then the UFC stripped John Jones of its light heavyweight title and reinstated Daniel Cormier as champ all after Jones's B urine sample confirmed the presence of performance-enhancing drugs. Jones beat Cormier at UFC 214 in July in Anaheim. And the IOC yesterday officially gave the 2024 Summer Games to Paris, the 2028 Summer Games to Los Angeles. Naming two host cities at the same time is rare. Boys? All right, thanks, Bogus. Cool. And yeah. L.A. will not have to build any new facilities. I mean, they've got some that are being erected now, the, the Rams and Chargers new stadium and the Clippers apparently are going to build a new arena. So good for them. They won't have the problems that a lot of these other uh, cities have had when they've hosted the Olympics. Coming up next, we introduce you to the greatest Crimson Tide fan you've ever seen. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. You got a couple Taylors on the show last wrong hour. Wrong ones, though. Yeah, they're a good, couple good ones. They're good, but they're the wrong ones. I'm just telling you, they're not Tiana Taylor, you Taylor saying, Swift, dog? Taylor mm-hmm. Hill. They're not of the female persuasion, dog. Aaron Taylor, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. A little heavy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got that big man voice, Aaron Taylor. That's what I love about him. Like, Notre Dame is not, you know, like that big man voice thing <laughs> that he's got going on. Okay. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like, like, when a guy's big and then sounds like he's big. Yeah. I love that. Thunderous. Yeah, right. Thunder. Brian Kelly is not going to get fired. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> I love that big voice. He speaks so well. Yeah. He's so articulate. He does. Yeah, I mean, he's I know. the smartest guy in that panel, that's for well, sure. That's debatable. <laughs> it's either him or Randy. Uh, Ike, <laughs> Ike Taylor, the other Taylor of the NFL Network. Hey, it's time for the Ring Central Sound of the Week. Boy, it is. Yeah, that's right. This, I was going to tell you that. Get week, the ringing. That's right. This or week. pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's Sound of the Week comes from J.J. Watt. Yeah. The Texan star says mm-hmm. he's ready to move on from Sunday's loss. We're looking forward to going out there and playing a game. I mean, obviously, it's a, a good opponent on the road. Quick turnaround. Um, just You just want to get back out there and put a good performance together so you can get this taste out of your mouth. Yeah, get that taste out of your mouth, dog. Ring Central's the global leader in cloud communication and collaboration solutions. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Alabama football has some of the greatest fans in the world. They are mm-hmm. passionate. Some of the cuckoos. Yeah, there's definitely a few of those, and they uh, take things very personally. Uh, but they're concerned about a whole bunch of things with their team because they're so invested. Mm-hmm. So there is 
a, a message board called Bama Online. And the Bama Online Roundtable is where Alabama Crimson Tide football fans go to talk about their team. Yeah. So there is a transfer from Hawaii that is on the team. So no freshman, not a transfer. Yeah, he's, he's a freshman, freshman quarterback. I, I'm, I'm, I apologize. Did not transfer. He's a freshman from Honolulu. Tugalavoa. Tua Tugalavoa. Yeah, him too. Tua. Tagavala. <laughs> M3. <laughs> so, to, Nia, Nia Matualolo. That too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so two is the freshman quarterback, and, and people are, you know, how's Tua coming along? Right. right? What's up with Tua? I mean, Tua's a quarterback. Getting acclimated. He, he could be starting for us one day. Yeah. There's Tugalavala, and, and we need something from him. So, um, someone named, what is that? Chat Town Titer is what the guy's name is. Says, I haven't heard it mentioned, so I thought I would address the elephant in the room mm-hmm. regarding Tua. Right. Right. Seems like a smart kid. So I'm wondering, not wondering, wondering mm-hmm. how his transition to the States has been as far as communication goes. <laughs> now you're from Hawaii, right? He goes, yeah. this, uh, this person that posted... Are we doing anything different, like special playbooks or relying on signals more when he's in the game? <laughs> Is he deaf? <laughs> I thought I saw him point to receivers a couple of times, and defenses might catch on if he po- if he's pointing to who he's going to throw the ball to. Because he's from Hawaii. That's not part of the United States, remember? Now, the end of this makes me think that this is a joke, and it very well could be. I'm hoping it's not. Yeah. Because it would be more fun that way. But the end of this makes me think it's a joke. Where he says, the only time I've been out of the country is when I was shipped to Nam, And I was as confused as a Yankee learning to square dance. You were probably confused because they were shooting at you. <laughs> that might have been part of it. Yeah. Uh, wow. I hope that's real. Uh, I really do. I really hope it's real. And there's someone out there that thinks that Hawaii... Is some oh, there were a whole. You, you remember the whole birther campaign? There are well, a lot of people who think that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about that. Some place that you know where they're speaking different languages and they have no idea, and it's not a part of the United wow. States. And people are thinking that. Whew. <laughs> to, Can't to, uh, fix stupid. <laughs> Can't. You can try. Well, he's pointing to who he's going to throw to because he can't communicate. Yeah. Imagine a quarterback yeah. just grunting, ah, oh. <laughs> like he's Frankenstein. Yeah, the dudes from Hawaii, Whoa. man. They speak English in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's a Lots place. of them, too. It's part of America. Lots of English. Yes, is what they do. Man. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. It. You just keep wandering. Yeah. Uh, so what was the, the name of that dude at Texas A&M, that Regent J. Busby? Is that it? Tony Busby. Tony Busby. Yeah. All right. Mr. Busby. Well, uh, Tony Busby is a man who's got a lot of money. As yeah. you would imagine, if you're ending up at a the university, big right. university, yeah. sport of Regent, you yeah. probably got to have some coin. You got some coin. So Tony Busby likes to spend his money on different stuff. Mm-hmm. So this reporter who is... <laughs> Is I like this guy. I'd like to have him on maybe one day if it, if we can figure it out. But it's what Fox twenty six is the name? Fox twenty six is sounds the, right in Houston. Yeah, yeah. So 
uh, he's doing a report on, on Tony Busby's latest purchase. All right, so this is the toss to the report from this particular reporter who I now love. If you had a million million of dollars, how would you spend your lunch money? Chump change, we're talking about $600,000. Keep, keep in mind you've already done your civic duty by donating millions in cars and cash to charity. Let's try buying a kick-ass tank. River Oaks attorney Tony Busby did just that. <laughs> buying a kick-ass mm. tank. Mm. Anybody mm. on the news that wants to say kick-ass tank? So, a tank. Right. What do you need a tank for? So I, yeah. Are you just a collector's item put on the ranch somewhere? Well, That's cool. Yeah. All right. People buy planes uh, from your know, military planes and things of that nature. You have some distressed aircraft out there. Are they out of service? You, you purchase that. How, how about buying an aircraft carrier? But why not? Yeah. While you're at it. Yeah. Get a little collection going. Yeah. Uh, so it's a World War II tank. It's a real tank from World War II. All right. So uh, let's listen to uh, where he's going to keep this tank, right? Now, you're going to park this right out front. I'm going to park it right here. So what are your neighbors going to say, all these rich-ass people? <laughs> well, I'm sure they appreciate history like you and I do. They're going to kick you out like subsidized housing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you rich-ass people. This is, if you ever did hard news, this would be you. I would, that would be me, yeah. right. He stole my shtick. I mean, this guy said ass twice in yeah. the same news report. A kick-ass tank. Mm-hmm. These rich-ass people. That's amazing. All these rich-ass people. <laughs> All these rich-ass people. Buying a kick-ass tank. <laughs> All these rich-ass people. Oh, you got to do, like, CBS has got to put you on Thank the, you. the evening news one day. Would you please? <laughs> Come on. Hey, listen up. This story for you, rich-ass people. Yeah. Rich-ass people. <laughs> you might be seeing some more taxes. Uh-huh. Buying a kick-ass tank. You know, he lives over in River Oaks, and that, that's, woo, that's like Beverly Hills, baby, in, in Houston. And, and for this guy to have a tank? Really? You have a tank? Now, he's a former Marine uh, I believe. Busby, so, yeah. Yeah, but a tank? I'm going to park it on the street. <laughs> Just have it sit there in the street. All right, so uh, they I, get I'm to with the... you. I got I to gotta, I gotta go do some hard news, man, and do it that way. Yeah. Like be... the brother there in Houston did it. Yeah. So they get to the point of how much he spent on this tank. That cost me a little over $600,000. Yeah. Piece of history. Piece of history. Not well, bad for a piece of history. Not bad at all. Cool as shit. <laughs> cool as blank. Whew. And that was it, right, Pete? That was all the, yeah, that's all the ones we did. Mm. Buying a kick-ass tank. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I get it. My, my old co-host in Pittsburgh, Josh Miller, used to say it was the uh, the tiger syndrome that guys would get. That they didn't know what to do with their money, so right. they'd buy a tiger. Yeah. Um so I, I don't I don't know if I had just expendable income just to do whatever I want, what I would buy, or if I would even buy anything cool like that. But as ridiculous as spending $600,000 on a tank, if you have the money and it's something that you're interested in, then it really isn't that big of a deal, right? It's just interesting that a tank, a World War II tank, would cost $600,000 all these years later. I mean, was it at the Battle of the Bulge? What part of the war was it? uh, Did it play a part in? I could understand that uh, escalating the price, but uh, 
I'm with you. If I got disposable income like that, everyone has various toys that pique their interest. Mr. Busby, it's a tank. Yeah. And let's hope he doesn't roll it to College Station to Coach Sumlin's home. <laughs> Coach, you in there? <laughs> Just hope he doesn't, he doesn't do that. <laughs> uh, All these rich-ass people. Yeah. That would be amazing if he yeah. just parked in a if, – if this guy asked him, he's like, so where are you going to park this big-ass thing? And then Busby goes, well, right outside of Kevin Sumlin's house. <laughs> Oh man, that wouldn't be the first thing I would buy. You know, I'm sitting on a cool billion. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want a tank. If you had a million million of dollars, (laughs) not not a good start for that guy. Now, uh, you know, maybe the plane first, the yacht, and then maybe he already has those, so that's why he can move on to the tank. Right. Like at first, because I didn't like this guy's Facebook post. I wanted to hate on the fact that yeah. he bought a $600,000 tank that you keep on a rope. But, I mean, everything's relative, right? Yep. Like, someone who spends $100 on a Japanese anime action figure because they like to collect those mm-hmm. things is relative to their salary and lifestyle. I mean, it's the same thing with him. So, but, I, yeah. What, I whatever know. floats your boat, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. A boat would float my boat. Is what it would. Yeah, would, that would you'd be, get a big old boat. I can see it now. That would yeah, pr- probably buying a kick-ass tank. <laughs> Who can we talk to at CBS to get? Is Anthony Mason doing it every night now? I believe so. He's doing it every night. He's the man. I like him a lot. I love me some Anthony Mason. I don't want to displace him, but I do. What I do want is Brian to get a shot doing that one day. Come on, let me just do one story. <laughs> Would you be able to do without commentary, though? Yes. You think? Why wouldn't I? I don't know, because there's a lot of stuff at the White House, and then you like to, you know, chime in on that stuff. So I, I wonder if you did a story on that. Kick the president in the ass. <laughs> Coming up next. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, we get better parts, better prices every day. We'll have the parts you need to get the job done right with the high-quality parts and accessories at guaranteed low prices. And the store's well-trained professionals standing by to help. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. We're here to make sports talk radio oh, great again. Stop, P. Only on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, you. Uh, How can you dislike me more? He's playing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me count the ways. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Uh, I'm going to have my tank show you. <laughs> <laughs> the Buy new battering ram. <laughs> oh, the visual of him driving that up to Kevin Sumlin's house. He is... better not. <laughs> better not. Just hilarious. Yeah. All right, coming up next. I need to be an attorney, first of all. Man. I know, right? It's a uh, lot of work, though. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work. It's not like these guys just sit around and get money for nothing. Aaron Taylor is going to join us next. The first of two Taylors. He's going to talk some college football with us and Ike Taylor in about 45 minutes. It's Gio and Jones. Keep it right here. CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.